Hi, welcome to Anthony's Portable Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Cinco, and right now I'm driving to my night class at Brookdale in Freehold. I'm recording live right now from my 2000 Honda Accord. Got my iPhone 8 on my lap, and I'm just going to talk and see how it goes. I'd like to start this off, I guess, by talking about why I'm starting this podcast, since this is episode one. Basically, I was driving about five minutes ago. I realized that I feel like I should do something while I'm driving. You know, uh, my mind is constantly running, and I'm constantly doing work, and I'm constantly making... Basically, my mind is constantly running, and I feel the need to, um, to make it do things a lot. I've had trouble sleeping throughout my life, especially when I was a child. I've gotten a lot better at it, though I still find sometimes I'm just very wired. I really like to run myself, and I like to, you know, go to my fullest potential each and every day because... I have a lot of ambition and a lot of aspirations, and I really want to get things done. So I figured to keep my mind running while I'm in the car, as not to get anxious just listening to the radio or to my phone's music, I would do something and talk. Just talk about what's on my mind, what's going on in my life, what's going on in the uh, a variety of different cultures and scenes that I'm involved in, and, you know, open up dialogue to you who's listening. So... Um, with that said, something I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, as our first topic today was books and the power of literature compared to the power of reading, which are two different things because sure you read literature, but reading has become something that you don't just do with books anymore. You read texts, you read tweets. If you're the president, you write a lot of tweets and you read online articles. There's services like Medium. Uh, there's services like Tumblr. Though Tumblr is, I think, dominantly uh, visual these days. I would say it's, you know, it's, it's things like that. Oh, shit. See, that's the thing about, about driving. While I'm doing this is that you're gonna get, you're gonna get the real shit. You know, I'm really gonna try to focus on this, but sometimes a guy is gonna do a U-turn on a 50 mile per hour road and just swerve across the road, so things that are going to pop up, but anyway, um, anyway, oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> oh, what kind of car is that, the one that has the, uh, that has the Poseidon Trident, what kind of car has the Trident, it's not a, is that a Tesla, is it, I don't think it is, I don't know, I forget what it is, if you know about cars, please tell me, anyway, I think about this a lot, like the, the power of reading a book versus reading um, online um, and just or reading texts, you know what I mean? Even the difference between literature and magazines because I've just come to find that basically all the literature I've read in my life has stuck with me far more than most other forms of text. I'll say this, online articles barely stick with me. The things that stick with me the least probably go from tweets to online articles, maybe online articles the least, and then tweets. I mean, I can think of some funny tweets I've seen. <laughs> it's just so small. But I really feel as though the order is around that. Like, there's digital mediums such as those. Excuse my nose, by the way. I have a sinus infection right now, and it's like got me all stuffed up. I used like 18 tissues last night. But anyway, <laughs> as you can tell, this is a hyper-focused podcast all about one topic. So... 
<clears throat> uh, when I read online, it's I don't do it often, to be honest, but I did, I used to last summer and the summer before that, um, when I was on break at work, I'd usually go on the, the news app that Apple makes, and I, I love that app. I love that you can pick things that you like and dislike, and then it'll really um, curate into your little curate. It'll really like pick articles that um, that you want to see. I found that it often did. Though something I found troubling was that I think I liked one or two articles that involved the presidential election, and every single article was about Trump, and it was it was honestly overwhelming, and it just really turned me off to the app, and I have not used it in a long time, which is another thing we need to talk about. Though, anyway, so my, my experience in online reading is, uh, I have a Twitter user for, since I was 8th grade. Right now, I'm about to be a sophomore in college, so it's been 4 or 5 years in the game of being on Twitter and reading tweets and seeing kind of like what does what. Trends on Twitter right now are just out of control. Things that I've noticed that are trending on Twitter are things like, um, people will, will try to post viral content, and then when they make it, if it blows up, if it goes viral... They'll reply to their own tweet with, like, a link to their SoundCloud or, like, their Instagram. And one of the worst I've seen, this person posted a link to their their cash app so you could send them money. They said, yeah, this is my cash app name. And put a screenshot, and I don't know if they do links to it, but I think they put a link to you could directly send them money. I'm like, what? Like, damn, man. Like, it's just a tweet. Like, even the sound, it's just, it's, ugh. I don't like it. It's tacky. I think it's so tacky. I'm gonna be honest. Like that shit is tacky. You're you're getting a tweet that blows up, and you're gonna say like, "Follow me." Like, hey, like, j- by the way, they always try to make it like, "Hey, by the way." And then so many people started doing it that I saw like Diplo, who had a pretty viral tweet, replied to his own and said like, "Check out my mixtape." And it was like, you know, his his SoundCloud. It might have even been somebody else's. And like, I just, you know, it's just it's a meme at this point. It's like you're really gonna like the self promotion is just shameless. It really is just shameless. And I mean, hey. All the power to you if that gets you more clout, I guess. But I don't know. I feel like if you're if you're making a tweet and it goes viral, just ride on it. I feel weird. I would feel weird now that I speak it. It's like I'm playing devil's advocate with myself. But personally, I think I would feel kind of weird if I were doing that. I just... Um, I don't know. Is it alright? Is it alright to do? <laughs> you tell me. You tell me. Though, I mean, Twitter is pretty, uh, I feel like it's become less savage, honestly, than how it used to be. I mean, I, I used to follow some crazy people out there. Um, if you know Versace Socks, my, one of my best friends, beautiful, amazing artist and, uh, popular on Twitter. You know, he's, he knows exactly what to do. People just like the shit that he says because he's just so himself. So... I've seen the content on Twitter go from, like, savage, like, the most savage shit that I've ever seen in my life to, like, honestly, the shit that I see blowing up nowadays, at least on my feed, maybe based on who I'm following now as opposed to before, uh, it's kind of vanilla by comparison. It really is. It's, it's actually quite uh, vanilla by comparison, I've come to find. So that's pretty interesting. I don't know what to say about that. Perhaps we have some censorship going on by Twitter Incorporated. If that's even your real name. Well, anyway. Besides online articles, you know, the the quickly consumable ones from Apple News and 
Google Now. I love Google Now. The one thing I miss about my Android is Google Now and Google Voice services. They're the best in any sphere. I mean, Windows looks nice. I haven't used it, so I can't say. But I can say this. Google's is fucking awesome, and it just destroys Siri. Absolutely wrecks what Siri is all about. I feel like I shouldn't be cursing. Am I unprofessional? Uh, I'm in the music business. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Um, then comes, like, full-length articles. And those are not bad. You might go on Google News, except I think they're discontinuing Google News. Um, things like that. Or if there's a website you like. I do enjoy The Fader. Um, I love reading articles from The Fader. Although, ever since they bashed Anthony Fantano, I have been boycotting them pretty heavily. But I ended up getting links to one of their articles from Twitter a few weeks ago. and ended up browsing their articles and their page. And I'm like, okay, I can't deny it. The Fader is fucking good. But I also can't deny that they were hating on my boy Anthony Fantano for no good reason. I mean, you really think this man is pandering to the alt-right? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? I want to know. Are you crazy? Because I feel like you're crazy, man. What would come after that in my books would be magazines. I've read some cool magazine articles I can recall to you. I love to read uh, Bloomberg Business Week. My uncle, um, my uncle keeps me on that. He works there for Bloomberg, so he uh, he gets me their magazine like every week or two. Uh, he's he's really awesome. I love him. He's. I'm really happy he gives those to me because uh, although it was crunch time back at school and I wasn't able to read as much as I'd like to, this summer I've been reading. Uh, I read one front to back at work the other day. I've been trying to do a lot more reading this summer. A lot more everything this summer. I'm really just doing the most, as much as I possibly can do. Um, so, artic- you know, magazines are cool. Disposable, though. Quite literally. Made a very thin recyclable paper. Um, I would say what follows that would be, <coughs> excuse me. I would say what follows that would be um, actual books, and that's probably the thing I can hold on to the most. And if I'm forgetting something, please let me know. <laughs> so I, I feel like with actual books, you just you retain a lot more, and with such a a big threshold. It's such a big threshold for introduction and even especially completion. Um, you really go, books really serve to hold a place in your heart and uphold a place in your mind. I can still recall a lot of my favorite parts of Life of Pi and detail, like the way that the author wrote that made me love it. Um, similarly, The White Tiger, I wrote a paper on that my first semester at school, and that was awesome. It's just, you, when you're given an enormous blank canvas, the artist is left to craft however they choose. Um, when you're put into the box of two pages of a magazine, or however many characters Twitter lets you use now, you're, you're kind of pigeonholed, and you actually kind of start to to do things that you normally wouldn't with your writing. Like, I am sure, I can say with full certainty, that way more people are mimicking Twitter formulas than they are book formulas. 
And that's because writing a book is such a complex thing. Like, when you think about it, writing a book from front to back could take years. It could take eight months. You know, and you're, you're if you're going to write a real full novel, it's probably going to be at least 100 pages, perhaps 80. Put that in, in um, you know, Microsoft Word, that might be about... That might be about 50 pages, you know? When's the last time you read a 50-page paper? <laughs> it's long. It's long, and it's detailed. But I love the idea of a blank canvas, you know? I love how it enables writers and artists to create freely. That's why I love books. That's why books are just so important. We get so caught up in staying up-to-date on news, up-to-date on this, up-to-date on that. Tweet, 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 retweet, 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 like, like. And then you just end up sitting there and not really culturing yourself or exposing yourself to a wide array of styles, of opinions, and so forth. One of the biggest detriments of online usage is the, is the algorithm. The algorithm, the invention of the algorithm, whatever it may be, the Facebook timeline, the Instagram feed, which are probably almost the same thing. Twitter even does it now. Everybody's doing it. Google Oh my gosh. I might be sitting on my computer and say, I might be talking to somebody on the phone and I'll say, oh, I got to see if there's any, like, if there's any, uh, any, uh, kale at Whole Foods. I'll type in Whole Foods and kale will come up. This, it listens and it's, it's been proven in a variety of different ways and it, it does passively or actively listen to you, however you like to put it. Uh, I guess passive would be if your laptop was shut, which I'm pretty sure it doesn't do that. But watch out. If you're covering your camera with your post-it, honestly, like, there's, what's the point of doing that when you're being listened to? To me, my in my opinion, uh, being heard is far worse than being seen by a camera. So I would vouch for covering your microphone. If you have a MacBook, mine is a 15-inch 2013. It's on the left beneath the speaker grill. So it is difficult to cover properly. But on your MacBooks, feel around for that tiny little dot. And if there's no tiny little dot, feel around. Like, go into a recording software or go to your settings Go to sound, go to like input, and look at what's causing the biggest volume when you rub it. If you rub it, you'll, you'll hear it. It'll go, whoop, whoop, whoop. Hopefully that doesn't kill your fucking ears. Anyway, we're just getting so pigeonholed. We're getting so stuck in the same stuff. It's like, we're all sitting here, we're getting so invested. And they wonder why we're polarized. I know why we're polarized. It's because of the algorithm. I can't single-handedly say because it's not. It's a it's a whole social construct. It's a whole it's a whole social thing. However, I will say this: I can say with certainty that the algorithm has caused people to see, believe, and spend more and more time engrossed in beliefs like their own, uh, far separated from anything that may contradict, challenge their own beliefs, or expand their own beliefs. And I'm saying this. With my perspectives, I am very firm in my beliefs. However, I believe in that everybody deserves to be heard. And if we can have constructive dialogue across political parties, across musical opinions, across generations, then we can really do a better job of being a more constructive, happy society with less polarization, less angst, less anxiety, and more understanding. We gotta be calm. We have to live in peace. I would love for everyone to live in peace. However, that's not exactly our reality right now. I feel like there's a lot of angst between uh, the drama nerds and the jocks. <laughs> the hyper-liberals and the neo-Nazis. 
are really going at it these days, and they're both really, they're both really freaking standing out. And that's not to compare uh, liberals to neo-Nazis because they are so different. I'm just saying the farthest left, whatever you want to call it, the, are the Marxists the left equivalent? I hope not, because they're just trying to make everybody equal. Uh, the neo-Nazis are, are, are not, and that's a different story. Though, what I'm saying here is that the detriment of online reading is, is, is very evident, and we need to do something about it. What can we do? It's really a matter of discipline, perseverance, believing in what you believe is the right way to go about it. I think the best way to go about, um, the best way to go about lessening this would be to do things like pick up a book when you're on the subway when you're in someone's car when you're on break at work no need to whip out their phone pull out a good book and if you really can't and you really want to look at a screen buy a nook <laughs> buy a kindle buy a nook actually nah fuck Barnes and Noble sidebar today I was at Barnes and Noble I'm buying two books, which I'm about to tell you about. One of them is called Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And then I ended up buying another book that's called You Are a Badass. Uh, I forget who it's by, but shout out to that person. Um, I'm excited about both of them. I Before I went, I looked online at the Gary Vaynerchuk book, Crushing It, that had been recommended to me by a friend named Andrew Dubeck. Check out Timepiece Archaeology. That's Timepiece Archaeology on Instagram. Great blog, great vintage watch seller, salesman, vlogger, social media extraordinaire. He recommended that book to me. I was I was looking. It's like eighteen thirty four online. BarnesandNobles.com. Uh, I I go to the store. I pick it up. I'm like it's thirty, but that's fine. I'll just go. Ah, oh, give me a price check. You know, like you do at Target or uh, Best Buy. Most most stores nowadays will price check their online prices. Of course, especially if it's from their own store. Target is dope because they actually price check. They'll price match across uh, platforms. Like it could be, um, it could be any other store, and they'll do it. And they actually have it like preloaded into their computer to like click on like, oh, it's from Walmart. Like, oh shit! Like we gotta start competing with Walmart, guys. Um, so anyway, I get the book. I get the other book. I was gonna get Double XL magazine, but I was like, I don't know. It's too disposable. I gotta read books. Saturate. And so. Um, I bring those two books up to the top. I bring them there, and there's this dude working. And he rings up, like, 49 bucks. I'm like, oh, I saw that the prices are actually cheaper online. Um, would you guys price match this for me? Um, you know, telling him that it's on Barnes & Noble. On the Barnes & Noble website. I'm at the Barnes & Noble store. And he goes, no. You have to be a member to price match. Now... Being a member costs either a monthly or an annual fee. I forget. And it gets you 10% off books. So I guess if you're real big into owning books... <laughs> excuse me, I'm hella stuffed right now. It's crazy. If you're big into owning books, uh, I guess go for it. But it's probably better out there anyway. Because uh, this is a fucking scam. It really is so advantageous and so disrespectful to their primary uh, market, which I would assume, which I'm assuming, is uh, people who are above the age of fifty. 
um, because that's uh, a lot of who I saw there. Um, and also just adults. I mean, adults, not all adults have been around since the internet. Like, we've been around since the internet was invented. I'm 19. Um, I know my shit. When he said that to me, I was like, I was like, wait. So he said, you can't, we won't price match our own website unless you're a member. I said, really? So how about I just buy them right now? So, cause that price for online pickup at the store, my feet were standing in. So I go, all right. So I can just buy them online right now. And then can you just hand them to me? He's like, well, it'll take about a half hour. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm about to save 20 bucks here, bro. I'm not like, all right. I'm not going to sign up for your fucking monthly shit. Anyway, (laughs) so you to price check your own website, price match yourself (laughs) for an in-store pickup in the store I'm at. (laughs) So I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do that then. I'll buy it. I buy the books online, in-store pickup, and I'm like, I was like looking at him, like, is there, I call my girlfriend on the phone, and I'm like, I'm never shopping here again, like, right in front of him, um, and I was like, and I asked him, like, hey, is there, like, something I could do now to, like, get this done, and he's like, go to customer service, that's where they get it, and then they run it over to me, I'm like, all right, so he gives me, like, the, and he's like, actually, here, take the books, too, that way they don't have to find it, I'm like, sweet, thank you, so I have the books picked out, I did customer service's job for them, I, because, any, not like I'm bragging here, but it's just whatever, uh, I bring it to them, they go, okay, blah, 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 we'll look up your order, they give me the order, they give me the piece of paper, so it took only an extra 10 minutes, um, on top of the time I had spent browsing the store, I bring it back, and, you know, this man starts popping his shit, he's like, you know, the, the reason that we do this, uh, do you, do you know what the, what the rent is around here? And I'm like, uh, I assume it's expensive. Uh, like, I guess that's what you wanted me to say. It's expensive. Uh, fucking sales clerk. You like 60 year old sales. So the 60 year old sales clerk asked me if I know how much the rent is around here. And, um, I'm like, I guess it's expensive. He's like, exactly. Yeah, these stores around here, you could say all this shit, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was like, I just find it odd because it's like, I know Target does it, uh, I know Best Buy does it, I really should have said that about how Best Buy is literally right across the street, (laughs) it's like right down, it's like literally like .1 miles away from the store we were at, and they do that shit, so I don't know buddy, and I'm just like, it's just really inconvenient, um, it's just like, why, I don't understand why it would be that way, um, and at the customer service, I was like, this really, like, the gears started turning in my head. And basically, this guy's bullshit excuse about uh, how, like, Amazon, he's like, Amazon's warehouses are in the middle of nowhere where the farmer is making $11 a day or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and like, where's your, where's your warehouse? <laughs> I don't know, what did that even mean? <laughs> like, what did that mean? What did they have to do with this? <laughs> and, uh,. I basically just came to the realization that Barnes & Noble is trying to scam their audience. And they're like, well, you know, the good thing is like we, we, we finally have it available for, for our, our members to be able to price match our website. I'm like, you're sitting here thinking you're doing good? 
bro, I'm like, I was just like, well, hopefully y'all will catch up with the rest of the stores, or hopefully y'all will catch up with, um, you know, most other stores soon. I said some shit. I was, I was chill with them, but, you know, I was hitting them with that sly talk. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> so... Um, if you can't tell, my brain loves jumping around, but I kind of love it too. Hopefully it makes for entertaining content. Cause basically I just decided I'm going to talk about books and wherever I go with that, cause books are on my mind today because of my experience at Barnes and Noble. So I got to say, Hey, yo, fuck Barnes and Noble because they are, they're really scamming their, their market. They're really scamming their customers. Like you think that that eighty-year-old dude who's in line behind me is about to is about to price check that is about to price check that shit and ask you to price match, and you think that when you say only members can price match, he's not gonna buy it online because on his smartphone right then and there and wait. You don't think he's gonna do that? Cause I don't think he's gonna do that. I do not think that these. Money-making scams existed in the same way that they do in the digital age. Because the digital age is beautiful and I love it. However, it is undeniable that it has opened up a plethora of manners by which companies and individuals can scam people and they can really get an extra dollar just by being deceptive. Um, if you want a big example of that, check out check out um, e-commerce dropshipping. China. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more about that. But I do want to say that I think it's really shitty at Barnes & Noble. You're the donkey of the day. Congratulations, Barnes & Noble. You failed me. You were my childhood paradise. I went to you all the time. But today, I feel like I was wrongfully done by you. I'm glad I got my books for 30 bucks instead of 50 because that's what they're worth, according to you, Barnes & Noble. And if you're going to charge us extra for, for picking up the book in store without pre-ordering it, I'm not buying a membership. I'll wait every time. I'll wait every single time. I'll do the same thing again and again. In fact, no. I'll go to Target. I'll go to, I'll go to the library. I'll wait for the book. I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyway, <laughs> this is part one. I'm glad we got the show on the road. Uh, when I come back, I'm going to talk about the books I'm purchased, the books I purchased today, Crushing It, and You're a Badass. I'm going to talk about why, and we're going to talk more about those and my plans for this summer. I just got to Brookdale, and I'll talk to you at approximately 9.20 p.m. It's 6 p.m. right now. Wish me luck. I'm about to go into my math for the liberal arts class and learn about probability. See ya. All right. I should probably check where we left off. Hold on. Hey. Hey, I'm back. I'm back from class. Welcome back to the pot on the run with your boy, Anthony Cinco. Uh, I just finished up my class. We learned about probability. It wasn't too fun, but that's okay. Because we're all here. The gang is all here. And actually, it's not even 920 yet. It's 859, and I'm already skirting out of the lot. And getting ready to go home. Now, back to the topic of discussion. Um, today I bought two books that I hope to read. Nah, that I'm going to read this summer. <laughs> um, one of them is called Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm pretty positive that's how his last name is pronounced. 
And this is what I really went there for. Um, I went to Barnes & Noble because they seem to have a good price from it online. You already know what that's all about. <laughs> uh, and so my intentions for this book are to read while I'm lifeguarding during the weekdays throughout June where there's nobody there. So I basically just spend about six hours a day doing just about nothing. Oh, goodness. This is my exit. Uh, I'm not using my GPS to get home because I went over my data by three gigabytes last night. I mean, last month. Well, my family was involved, but I feel like a lot of it was probably because I was using Google Maps, and I'm pretty sure it uses, like, a ton of data. So I might have to download my local map. Anyway, um, so I got this book. It was recommended to me by Andrew Dubeck of Timepiece Archaeology. He's, he's an awesome guy, and um, he and I have a lot of similarities in our interest in entrepreneurship, our sort of dislike for traditional schooling, and um, also the fact that we both go to the same school to begin with. I think that shows a lot about a person when both of you go to the same college. Um, and he reads uh, a lot. He reads a lot of different books about social media marketing, entrepreneurship, uh, all stuff like that because he has his brand and he really wants to take it to the tippy top. He wants to be like the number one watch blog. He wants to be selling watches. He wants to be making his podcast, his YouTube videos, everything. And he's he's really, really on top of his ish. You know what I mean? He's, he's really good about it. And I, I always wonder, like, how do you know what you know? Like, where do you learn these things? And he, we went, we were at the gym, chilling, swimming, went in the sauna, and he's got this great book. He said he's telling me about it and we're sharing quotes with me. We're sharing quotes with each other. At the time, I was reading How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a in the digital age. How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age, a modern adaption of the classic. Um, it's I would highly recommend that to anybody who's in a managerial position, any position of leadership, anybody who is looking to, um, anybody who's freelancing, Anybody who's looking to please the people around them just by making a good impression. It's not about sucking up. It's it, Even though the title sounds like it, it's really not about that. It's really all about how to make your impressions last and how to look out for the people who surround you. Look out for your employees. Look out for your clients. Look out for your friends and people in your relationships. I love that it relates back to... Um, relationships every now and then because I think that's such an important part of people's lives that we kind of oversee from time to time. You know, I know that if you're in the middle of a conflict or if you're in the middle of a beautiful day that your uh, your mood will probably reflect that because it's so hard that when somebody you care about is going through something or if you're going through something with them, not to be affected by that. I know personally that if my mom is upset with me, I'm going to be upset. If I'm having a great day talking to my girlfriend, then we're going to I'm going to be walking around feeling like I'm the man, you know what I mean? So it's like people who are close to you in your life, you, you know, your mood often does really reflect them. Otherwise, I feel like you probably are not I don't know. You either have some kind of superpower I've never seen in other people, but I don't know how you can care so much about a person and never uh and, and, and not feel too much uh, of that same emotion when they're when they're distraught or when they're under distress. So anyway, I love that book. It's great. I was reading that at the time. He's reading. I think he was reading Crushing It. I'm pretty sure. And if not, then he was reading something similar to it. And I texted him the other day asking him for book recommendations. I was thinking of getting an audio book, so I could listen to my audio books to and from. 
uh, to and from class, but then I realized I was going to make a podcast when I'm coming to and from class. <laughs> so <laughs> that was after I bought the book. <laughs> but anyway, I bought the book today, and basically, here's here's my thing. I am I am a person that has so much inside of my mind, so much inside of my soul that I feel like I need to put it out there into the world. And I really want to just express myself and make an impact. I want to leave long-lasting impressions. I really want to satisfy other people's needs. I really want to assist people who are trying to do things with their projects. Um, I really want... I, I, I mean, I get so much joy out of bringing joy to others through things that I'm able to do. I love when I go somewhere... And I record, um, and I record their music, and I produce it, and they just, they smile, and they dance, and they love, they're like, what did you do? I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I, I just did my thing. You know, I, I love producing, I love engineering, and beyond that, I love making cover art, business cards, I love designing websites, I love all that kind of stuff. It's like, I can, I just get a rush out of that, pulling strings together, making things happen, making projects, and so, I really want to harness my abilities, and really work on what I can do, um, personally, to improve my social media presence, um, enhance the quality of my branding, enhance the quality of my interactions with clients and coworkers and fellow business people, fellow musicians, fellow producers out there. And I, uh, I've just I've heard great things about about this guy, about this guy uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, please tell me I'm saying his name right. <laughs> and I, so I I, uh, I really want to do that. I really want to read this book, and I really want to see where I could take it. So more on the topic of my brand and what I want to offer to the table and hopefully what I'll be able to bring back as I read this. Uh, this pod is not going to be all about like me reading this book. Every single day I want to dive into something else. But uh, I definitely just want to say that I'll be bringing back information because I'm sure I'll be talking about stuff that pertains to it. I definitely want to do an episode about social media uh, I definitely want to do an episode about certain musical artists and certain themes of music. Uh, all different kinds of stuff. Basically, whatever whatever pops into my mind. You can't really plan what you're going to be thinking about while you're driving in the car for 45 minutes to and from your home. But I'll say this. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, if there are any great books that you felt like have really impacted the way you do business and the way you use social media... Please feel free to let me know uh, In the description of this podcast You'll be able to find my social media outlets As well as my email Which is anthonycinco300 at gmail.com And you can find me at anthonyxcinco On uh, everything really Except for Snapchat If you want to add me on there It's acinco585 But uh, that would be cool too Anyway Yeah so I got crushing it And then the other one is called You Are a Badass or something like that. Uh, that is no, that's not the subtitle. I just am not exactly sure what it's called. I was browsing about for Double XL magazine. I was looking for a hip hop. I was looking for a magazine, preferably hip hop. And then I was like, Double eh, XL. I don't know. Uh, and then I found this book, and I was like, All right, this is the one I'm gonna get. Uh, save my money on that for another time. I really want to read books. Thick, thick boys. I want to read thick boys. That's what we got to talk about. 
and um, this book is is something about how to help your mind help help you regain confidence and help you stay positive um, if you've lost confidence or positivity and also how to maintain it you know things that people do to stay sane in this hectic freaking world it's I always wonder what is it that happens between childhood and adulthood that makes things so much harder to to feel good about and like what is it about what happens in that time that that where a lot of people lose their happy-go-lucky nature or their positivity I I genuinely wonder cuz I'm the kind of I personally have really I'm in a place right now where I'm changing a lot, but I know that I have not had a lot of confidence or self-esteem since I was in about seventh grade. And of course, it varies case by case, person by person. Though it seems like the common theme here is that we maybe have a little bit of a difficult time coping. It seems like it's really hard for us to cope with what we face in our lives. And, you know, coping is essentially just... How do you handle problems? Uh, how do you handle good things? Basically, how do you react? What 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 have something happens, and you're gonna do something after that thing happens, and it's really up to you to decide what that's gonna be. And so I've I, I've discovered that I really have not had the best of coping mechanisms, and it seems as though other people who seem to have a tough time and stuff. Their, their coping mechanisms are often quite negative. And I would say that a lot of common themes I see in myself and in others is verbally complaining. Mentally complaining is one thing, though I find that speaking can really, really change your, your demeanor and the demeanor of those around you. Um, I found that complain, like, I, there are complainers. I, you know, I work with them, I have, they're all around us. Uh, and and I've you know I've been one. I find that I do I do it too. Like I'm not some expert here. I just think about it a lot. And I would say that you know I I, I see that complainers really they're stuck in this place where their their habitual response to everything or a lot of things or some things is just why it's bad. And complainers this even. This goes further than like, oh, this sucks, or like, oh, what time? Oh, there's still three more hours at work. This goes into your relationships with people around you, constantly finding what's wrong with somebody, looking at something that someone did and pointing out what's wrong with it. Um, I've had that happen to me a lot of times. I, and you know, and I and I see that in a lot of people who just are constantly condemning people around them and, and, and if you're raised in a home where your parents or your siblings or your your guardian or your grandparents anybody who you see a lot are constantly pointing out your flaws far more than they're pointing out the good parts of you that will most likely affect you later on in life and really care you'll probably end up carrying that sentiment with you because that's how you've essentially been taught to think. I mean, if you're constantly being told what's wrong, your mind is probably going to start instinctively 
thinking about what's wrong here. Every, every all day, you're gonna be like, what's wrong here? What's wrong here? But you really gotta just try to break out of it. Be like, okay, I'm going to put into the universe. I'm going to seek in the universe what is, what is beautiful, what is good, what is beneficial to me and those around me. Man, my nose is getting stuffed up again, but that's okay. And so. I, I wanted to get this book to really read and really soak in the good habits I can try to do. You know, I've been I've been really trying lately to improve my self-esteem by just being vigilant in my attitude. I've I've not let up, and whenever I have, um, whenever I have let up in my in my constant reinforcement of positivity, my constant checking myself, knowing when to speak about something and when it's not all right. Uh, it's, it's a very rare time, but you know, when that happens, you gotta say, okay, it's okay. I forgive you. Forgiveness is huge. And just to, to keep, just to keep going. It's not over yet, you know? It's not over yet, man. It's not over yet. Whatever, whatever you do, you just gotta keep, you just gotta keep doing it. And you'll see, things will change. I don't know, I, I got a, I got a wonderful message while I was in class, and I, uh, I listened to it while I was in the bathroom as class was wrapping up, and, um, my girlfriend had just told me that lately I've been doing a lot better in the past few days with, with being, like, confident and positive, and she says, you know, like, this is the guy that I knew you could always be, and that's just, like, it makes me so happy. It's the most beautiful thing when you really put in the effort, you really try to rearrange things, and you start to become that person. You really, really do, and I didn't believe it for the longest time, because I would always read shit on Reddit, like, confidence is key. I'm trying not to curse, I'm sorry. Like, things like confidence is key, or, like, you are how you act. I don't know, what's, like, the thing? It's not confidence is key. What's that phrase where it says, like, if you just act confident, you'll eventually become confident? Whatever that phrase is. I didn't get it. Because that's the thing. You can't just act confident. You need to do things that are behaviors that reinforce positivity in your life. You need to break away from any people who are negative to you. I'm not attaching any weight on the things that people say to me that are negative. Sure, they can say things. They can be who they want to be. They can... Speak pot, they can speak negativity, but I know that that's not what I need, and that's not real. That's not real. If you're living in a place of negativity, that is your truth, and that's fine. But I think my truth is superior to yours if my truth is positive. And if I only get to do this once, if I'm only going to get to live once, then you best believe that I'm going to pick the life that's going to be positive. Yeah. I. <laughs> uh, that's kind of... <laughs> anyway, um, so I got this book for that purpose. You know, as you can tell, I'm really, really into this, and I'm really bad. I'm really trying to, like, channel my inner my inner strength, my mental strength, to try and reinforce positivity in my life, speak positivity, and bring positivity to all. And that's really what I want to do. I can't... I'm, I'm honest. Like, I want to run a company one day where all of our employees will be paid fair. I do not want to make a million dollars a year. Six figures would be nice. Maybe six figures for all my employees would be nice. Maybe instead of a million for me and 50K for them, we could even it out a little bit. Judge it based on how much work they do. 
how intensive it is. You know, I, I don't think we deserve to live in a, in a place where there's so much inequality between the workers and the workplace. I'm not talking about by sex, although by sex is so important because I don't see sex as a defining characteristic of one's capabilities when you're in the workplace or in any other place. But I would say that I want to provide life for people. I want to help people live their best life. I want to live my best life. And I just feel like everyone deserves to. You know, I want to talk to the people in my life who've gotten me down. And I want to talk to them. Let them know how what they say makes me feel. And try to help them understand why what they say can make me feel down. Sure, we could blame it on because I let them. However, what if I had a better relationship with those people who are close to me? Not that it's bad, you know, it's fine. You can have a good relationship and still not take a lot of the things that they say with the, with the highest value. However, it does make a ceiling, you know, and I want to enhance the lives. I feel like I'm Kanye when I say this, but I see what he's saying now. I really do. And I've seen his growth in these past years at the same time as I've been growing. And it, 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 it fills me up with emotion knowing that he's in a place of love. He's in a place of endless love and forgiveness. You know, it's hard to say endless though. I really want to believe that, and that forgiveness and love can be endless. I, you know what? Um, fuck. I, I, I think it is. There's no need for me to second guess myself right now. I need to love myself. And I, I am, I'm just so happy for Kanye and all the progress that he's made through addictions, through mental illness, because I understand exactly how those things feel. As long as you're going to call it depression and mental illness, I get it. Do I feel things like OCD? Yes. They thought I had, they thought I had, uh, actually, well, I kind of had a form of Tourette's when I was younger, and, and I get how those things, it's like, it's weird, because it's like, you feel like you're totally fine, but then you're, you're out here, and you're just like, okay, I guess not, like, I don't know, you know what I mean, it's like, I'm losing my train of thought, because I just kind of made a right on a red, but I think it was actually a straight, I, I don't know, I'm kind of scared, but the cops haven't got me yet, so I guess we're Gucci, but I'm so happy for Kanye, I mean, congratulations to him. I'm so, so happy for him. And all the progress that he's made. He's so inspiring to me. The other night I watched his, part of his interview with Charlemagne the God. Uh, and I heard him talk about how people need to stop living in fear. And just follow their heart. You can't strategize every little thing. You can't overthink it. Just follow your heart. You see what I started doing? If I felt something, I wasn't going to say, oh, but at this time, I'm supposed to do this, and at this, I'm supposed to do this. I just said, I'm going to call you right now. Or I said, I'm going to go and work on that right now. And as I was driving to school today, I said, I'm going to start a podcast right now. I want you to do that too. Whoever you are, I want you to do that too. I know you can. I know you can. So go for it. You know? Be the best you can be. Be better than me. Um, so books, huh? <laughs> I mean, what, I, what I'd like to say after that sidebar is that 
I really want to I really want to talk about about things like this a lot because I find that it's so important to put positivity out and to help um, it really helps me it really helps me verbalize these thoughts in my mind get them down on paper, on audio and everything and I hope that it helps you too it's, it's interesting because what goes in cahoots with with uh, with books and reading is, is writing and for example journaling or blogging um, I have a buddy who started a blog his name is uh, Trevon he rapped his, his stage name is Ben Rill uh, funny enough I, I actually don't even know his last name <laughs> just call him Trevon Rill Anyway, he started a blog called Shore Life Lyrics, and uh, I thought it was really cool. He started it for like a class at um, at his school, and he's really developed it into something so much more. And now it's become a label and a collective and an art group. If you want to know more about Shore Life, check out shorelifelyrics.com. Shout out the fam. I'm uh, one of the in-house producers uh, and artists there. I also do a lot of um, consulting work as far as email newsletters and social media stuff like Twitter and YouTube goes. I've been setting those accounts up lately and getting that all set. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Blogging is so interesting because I love the way he did it. There was no... There was no need for a certain kind of article. There was no need for a certain criteria if you start something, you can make it anything you want to make it. He just started writing. And I loved it. I, I thought it was really cool. It's very personal. It was very, very personal. Something you don't really see a lot in journalism. Because it was he was reporting on things, and he was talking about the culture. Though he was doing it... Did I just pass my, uh, the place where I went for my counseling today? Oh, wait, maybe not. Oh, wait, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I just did. I, I had a, a counseling appointment or a therapy either way, um, and I just passed the place. It was really hard for me to find earlier today, but I just passed it. Anyway, blah, blah. <laughs> that noise is unnecessary. <laughs> um, blogging is awesome, and while I have not blogged all too much myself, I have vlogged. And I'll say this, any form of, <clears throat> any form of you getting your thoughts out and really uh, letting it all sink in and putting it out into the world, it's, it's a really rewarding experience. Uh, vlogging was, was hard for me because I'm not a huge fan of video editing. I like it and I can do it, though sticking to a weekly schedule put strain on me at times when that wasn't what my heart felt. You know, I really there's video content out there that I really would love to edit and put together though my heart hasn't shot out and told me that it wants to do it yet so I just have not done it you know that, that that's fine that's cool and so with that blogging and vlogging both great and effective ways of, of speaking your mind and getting out your thoughts in a constructive and organized way that is beyond Twitter uh I would say, I would say journaling. Journaling, the power of journaling is, is really cool. And I feel like personally I have not even been able to uh, 
comprehend the full power of journaling yet because it's something that what is this cob doing man where you alright I guess he's got a job to do but um he's going real fast then he put on his lights for a few seconds power of journaling is something that I have not even been able to comprehend yet uh it's something that it definitely helps you organize your thoughts it's such a holy shit what scared the that scared me that scared me I don't know if you just heard that but that there's this pickup truck as soon as the light turned green that guy went and just went off anyway journaling it's like a mind dump it's literally like you start you're like okay I'm gonna write one page a day and then it's like four pages later and you're like oh my goodness like I had a lot on my mind (laughs) we walk around with so many thoughts in our heads especially those of you who are like me who are a little bit uh who have a lot of thoughts in their mind at times may even be haphazardous or a little bit scattered thoughts you know your thoughts bounce around a lot in your head they ring about I I totally understand that. And journaling is a way for you to really streamline them. It's a stream of consciousness that is slower and a little bit more calculated than speech or video because you're doing it in a way that takes... You can't do anything. When you're writing, you cannot talk. Maybe you could walk, but I know that when I'm texting and walking, at least I'm going slow. Um... But I would say that journaling is really, really awesome whenever there's a lot of anxiety on your mind or whenever there is um, a lot in your head that you feel like you need to comprehend. It's just great to put down. And in addition to that, it's great to keep lists. Uh, I love daily lists. What is going on here? This This man's back lights and front lights are blinking as he's pulling into... And this is the same crazy dude who sped off. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't even... I don't even... I'm looking at my rearview mirror. I don't even... I don't even know what to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jersey. Jersey traffic. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Alright, there's a lot of cops out right now and I'm kind of getting scared. Now there's a cop over here. Anyway, though, it's okay. Um, what I wanted to say was that journaling, uh, not only your anxieties and when you need to figure stuff out, but also when you want to show gratuity, uh, is that the right word or is it gratitude? A gratuity I know is a tip though. I think that comes from being grateful for what the waitress did for you or the waiter, the server. I'm sorry. I said waitress. I, I respect both. Anyway, I, uh, the way I feel about it is that whenever I'm journaling, I feel like I'm really organizing my thoughts in a great, in a great, 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 great way. And keeping lists of your strengths and keeping lists of your weaknesses and becoming comfortable with those is huge. I found that writing down my strengths and weaknesses and what I would actually do and how I would format it is like this. I'll write down what I did today. And I will talk about um, how I use my strengths and perhaps how how my weaknesses came into play during those things. And to understand both of those and to be okay with having strengths and with having weaknesses. I think it's a great strategy for writing. Um, 
another great strategy for writing is just to make a list of things you're grateful for. It's really, really simple, really easy. You can type it in your phone. Uh, I think writing it on the page is, makes it more memorable and makes it more effective. There's some psychology behind that that I don't know, but everyone talks about it, so just it's probably the best. Um, <laughs> and so, I, I, at the end of the day, I'll go, today I'm grateful for dot, 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 and I'll just list um, my phone call or uh, getting a good grade on the test or I went to the gym. I went to the sauna. And, you know, really just be thankful. Be thankful. Life is great, you know. It's whatever you make it, so. Yeah. And journaling is awesome. And, um, interestingly enough, I'm making such a huge case for uh, blogging, journaling, and vlogging, though those mediums are actually quite, uh, quite, quite short and oftentimes minimal in comparison to full-on novels and books, which is what I was making a case for before. So what I'll say about that is this, um, I think creating blogs, vlogs, and journaling is excellent. Creating is excellent. Uh, in the same vein, I'm sure creating a book is freaking an amazing journey. Uh, Though it's not as feasible and attainable for common people to just write a book. I mean, it, take, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to write a whole book about something. But hey, if you want to do it, go for it. I'm just saying, I, I don't know anybody who's written a book. <laughs> and you know, I have, I've met a lot of people in my life. <laughs> I've, I've gone to like five schools. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> I mean, that's not really a good measurement because we're all 19, but never never mind, whatever, man. Anyway, like, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that uh, creating that stuff is great because it's doable. It's so doable. It's so freaking doable. And you can really do it right now. I do it all the time. I'm doing it right now, you know? And with the, um, with the thing of, of books, though, is that, sure, if you want to write a book, that's freaking awesome. Though, if you're writing a book, whether it be a story or a how-to, blah, 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 it's not really the same as creating something so personal and so in tune with your current story as the things I mentioned beforehand. I think those are such important ways to express yourself. And so I'd really highly recommend writing in a journal every day or vlogging or, or blogging um, if you can. And you can. I'd highly recommend it. Just make the time. Five minutes. Make five minutes for yourself. You'll find yourself doing it for 20. I promise you that. I promise you that. Unless you really, really hate it. I mean, I don't know why you would. Because as soon as you see the, the benefits of it, you'll fall in love with it. It does take discipline, but it's worthwhile. Now, in conjunction with this is the impact of books. I think in addition to these things is what you put out into the universe. It's also what you allow yourself to take in. Now, I spoke before about um, the impact of people's words and what they say and choosing which people you're going to tune out. Tune out what they're saying to you. With books, it's really, really great to get a full picture from front to back. 200 pages, 100 pages, 500 pages, whatever you're comfortable with. It's, it's, it's awesome. And with technology and with just the sheer willpower of, of placing a, like, 
I don't know, quarter pound object in, in your backpack, your book bag, or even in your pocket somehow. Um, it's, it's just, you can really do something with your free time that's so much more constructive and so much better for you psychologically than Twitter and any, any social media, than, than what any social media can provide you. And at least, if you don't have a book on you, maybe, uh... Maybe think about some other ways you could avoid looking at your phone because all I know is this. Looking at my phone and other people who look at their phone, it affects them negatively. It's been proven that it really does decrease your happiness, your self-esteem, and so on. And so I think that it's incredibly important for us to replace little simple habits in our life with ones that are really going to help you uh, to make yourself the best self you can be. And so I'm, I'm, I'm taking it upon myself and I'm not going to be perfect and I want you to do this journey with me to pick up a book just pick up a book today find an old one in your house find a cool one at the library it's free, it's awesome Uh, don't go to Barnes & Noble unless you're fine with their policies that's up for you to decide I'm not fine with their policies I shouldn't be saying this I don't, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, just, just know what you're getting yourself into at least. You gotta order them online if you wanna pick them up in the store. It's far better. And if you're hearing this, then you definitely are able to do that, but if you're not hearing this, you might not be in a position where you have a ready technology to be able to do that for yourself. And it's very sad. But that's alright, you know. Everybody's gotta make a dollar. So as I turn into my home here, I just want to say thank you so, so much for listening to me today. This is going to be a really great journey. And while I'm still, I'm really just going to go off my heart. I'm really just going to. This is on the go. This is how I feel while I'm driving home. And today, I feel like I needed to tell you how I feel about books, how I feel about journaling and reading, and the importance of books versus the importance of long-term consumption of media versus short-term. And books are the best long-term out there magazines are great. You'll really learn a few things. Um, Social media is awesome for what it does. It's awesome for connecting people. I do not think it's awesome for spending all your free time using. So with all that, I'd like to say thank you again. I appreciate you for everything that you do. And I look forward to hanging out with you again. I'd love to talk to you again sometime soon. So if you want to hear more from me, please subscribe to the pod. Um, if you're hearing this on SoundCloud, uh, hit me with a follow if you, if this is convenient for you. And if, um, any other way is more convenient, like the podcast app, then make sure that you hit me up there too. That would be really nice of you. Um, you can find me on Instagram. All my socials are down in that description. Like I said, it's just Anthony X Cinco. It's C-I-N-K-O. It's in the title of this podcast. And that's just about all I got to say, uh, I think this is what a lot of podcasters do at the end of their episodes, so I'm just going to do it too. (laughs) Next time, we can look forward to a surprise, because even I don't know what will be on my mind the next time I'm on the go. So, thanks for checking out my portable pod. This has been Anthony Cinco, and I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Good night. Lost in a deep, vast country where nobody knew him.